it's the LRC, the podcast was a game, we be MVP, knowledge is power, lend an ear for the next hour, and tell these other whack podcasts to hit the showers, cause we the best, numero uno, we like the sumo, up against the straw weight, our content's great, we talking sports, pop culture, the square circle and all, you shanky on the mic, mixed with Jinder Mahal, and we some Paul Heyman's, had enough that you can say when, Living Room Champs are back. Living room ites. Get excited for another week of NFL picks and wrestling. Sneakily slid into the podcast somewhere. And fun and hijinks. My host today is a little bit of a sore throat for the normal host for the NFL, old Mikey Whitesnake. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do the host in here. He's gonna play a little bit of the fun color guy. And then our guest is none other than Imagine Wrestling EVP, ring announcer, and just overall great guy. Don Dawson's here. Don, how you doing, buddy? Splendid this evening. How are you, Leonard and Mikey Whitesnake? Good. Great. Yeah, doing good. great. It's another week in the NFL. We were talking wrestling before we turned it on. The NFL just flies by, man. It's week six already. This is nuts. It's like one third of the way through the season after this week. And um, some teams are starting to rise to the top. And some are rising lower in the bottom. And a lot right in the middle where we don't know what's going on with these teams through five games. So we'll get into all that. Um, obviously, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been a, it's been a crazy year. A lot of, a lot of mediocrity in the NFL with a couple parody heavy hitters. Yeah. Parody, mediocrity, whatever you want to call it. Then, uh, you know, a lot of talk about roughing the passer this weekend, mm-hmm. coming out of this mm-hmm. weekend, a lot of talk about concussions coming out of last week. So the focus hasn't necessarily been on the field coming into Monday's. You know, I'm sure that, or Tuesday, excuse me, so I'm sure that Goodell and his boys are not particularly happy about that. would love to get the focus back on the Stars of the League. Um, speaking of Stars of the League, you know, we like to do our Monday, our little wrestling recap. That's enough football for That's this it. week. We're all in wrestling. <laughs> We're going to get back into football, <laughs> but one of the Stars of the League, quote-unquote, as far as WWE is concerned, made his triumphant return at Extreme Rules, at the end of Extreme Rules, in a unbelievably, in my opinion, epic Amazing. Uh, production. Uh, the White Rabbit was revealed to be none other than Bray Wyatt himself. Um, other than that, nothing's really been answered. He'll be on SmackDown to hopefully provide some answers. Could there be a crew? Could he be solo? There's been a lot, there's a lot of internet speculation. But first and foremost, when it, camp, when it happened Saturday night, what were your initial thoughts? Mike and Donnie, Mike, go ahead. What were your initial thoughts just of the overall from beginning to end process of this white rabbit thing. Okay, we're just talking about this this reveal, right? Yes, the so, whole process. I mean, well, first first of all, it was the, the very end of the show. Uh, they did the old fake out with, you know, you got the copyright mm-hmm. that comes on at the, the end Triple of... The Triple H classic there. It well. used, you know, and it used to come on, I still think it does at the end of certain hours. Like, remember when yeah. Raw... In Warzone, yeah, the transition, yeah. Yeah, they would have that come up. And you, know, on and you know that's your sign that it's the end of the hour. Things are wrapping up. Whatever you saw is probably it, right? Yeah. 
So they pulled one on us. They do it every now and then. I can't remember the last time. So well, Triple H, is, he made it. I think the, really the first, well, not necessarily the first time, but the big time I remember is Gargano Champa at the end of that takeover. Right. When Champa was out for all that time. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, he comes back, jumps Gargano after he yep. And so, also the, the KO Sami Zayn one from NXT was a big one, too. But so <clears> excellent match. Thing, obviously. Excellent match between uh, Riddle. And Rollins in the fight pit. Cormier, great job reffing. I mean, called it right down the middle. You think you're going off the show? You get one final shot of Cormier and uh, raising Rollins' hand at Riddle. the end of the match. Yeah. Riddle's hand. I'm sorry. Uh, and then it cuts cuts to black, and immediately, you know, the song starts playing. I got the whole. Word. I don't know. For a second there, you almost thought, "Is he really not going to come out this time? Right? Really that, not? Yeah, gonna happen, that was a swerve. You know? So they got me there. Um, but there was nothing really to that point, and th- he explicitly said on SmackDown tomorrow. Right, but they, you know they, there I mean? was a that was a video clue. earlier. There was a, a, oh, bit, was there? a quick video clip earlier of a little uh, rabbit popping. Oh, I didn't uh, catch that. I didn't catch oh, it. Right okay, so you you thought you were owed something at least. So you're like, <sighs> well, had so, I seen that, then I would have probably been like, damn, that was it. You know what? Now we got to wait till Monday. Know, we now talk, we got to be back for Monday. Yeah, we all talked like, where are they going to insert him in the story? What match? Right, right. Lots of clues were suggesting, you know, Finn Balor match with Edge, maybe this match, and then no match at all. He's just a straight up re-reveal, a return. Segment of his own. He's just getting his own. And yeah. it's still open-ended, like you said. No, Great not, production. Great no, production. It's, um, so Raw, they just did a, basically a recap of it with another little video mixed in there of him saying some things. Mm-hmm. But the big reveal is apparently SmackDown. So he's going to be a SmackDown star is what it looks like here. We're going to see him on SmackDown Friday. But, you know, as they played the song, then they would zoom in the different segments of the fans and they would show the lot real live versions of the, the Firefly Funhouse characters, Mercy and Huskus and Abby and Mer, uh, what's the other one? I'm thinking it's, uh, Rab- Rambling Rabbit. Rabbit. And the Fiend. And the Fiend. So they're all placed throughout the arena. Um, and it's real live action. So obviously speculation is why it's always been since he left, he let, changed his name to Wyatt Six. Six is the big number. There's five of the characters in him. So now the speculation is Wyatt Six is going to be some sort of faction with, you know, Alexa or Liv Morgan as Abby, blah, blah, blah. Different people. Joe Gacy representing Huskas, whoever, different stuff, whatever. We don't know any of that. All that's wild speculation, in my wild. opinion. I don't think any of that's going to happen. In fact, I've took the whole thing as like a, R.I.P. to the Firefly. He shed all of those. Yeah, Yeah, that's my personal uh, take on it. So anyway, nonetheless, the whole thing was just really cool. The one thing I thought could have been better in this particular reveal, though, is the whole time leading up, the White Rabbit song by Jefferson Airplane was used, and like an instrumental, an acapella version of it. And I just thought they should have played that instead. Nothing with the White Rabbit as that. So as I thought about that, maybe this whole time, the White Rabbit was actually Rambling Rabbit. Yeah. He's just rambling about things mm-hmm. to let you know. Well, you kind of chase the White Rabbit you down the hole. Right? You don't necessarily it. catch it. So. I get that, and that's all fair points. I just thought the song, and also I was hoping that song was just going to be Bray's song. It's fucking great. Yeah. It sounds so cool. The old creepy. version of it. Yeah, yeah, that version like sounds so creepy and cool. And um, the, Fiend version, the Fiend theme song is just a chopped and screwed version of... His old theme song. Right, yeah. Right? But I'm just, this is going to be a new character. From what I think here, this, you're going to see a new iteration of yeah. Bray Wyatt. Um, I mean, obviously, the is the uh, even. do you think he's even shedding 
the lantern and that by using it there, that's like a symbolism of that character being shed as well. You know what I'm saying? Because if you say all the other characters are being shed, maybe even the lantern would be as well. Right? Shed, nah, maybe. Who knows? So we don't know. But the best thing about it is it's fucking interesting. So we get to think about it and that we haven't had that in a long time. So it's pretty cool. And, um, uh, like Mike has fair concerns about Bray overall because, like he said, yeah, what's next? Everything kind of starts real cool and then it just kind of right. fizzles out. So. We'll see. If you are going to make this much of a production of a big, huge character like this, yeah. they have to be at the and very I'm, top yeah. of the cart or and something I'm really important. I'm sure he's got all kinds of crazy ideas. Sure. But how much longevity do they have? That's the thing about The Fiend is you, you put a character like that on TV in so many matches, he loses a couple matches that maybe he shouldn't, probably yeah, like he shouldn't. First, they completely gonna, he invalidates the aura. At first, right. he couldn't lose at all, and it was, yeah. was going to be unstoppable. He should be unstoppable. Nobody he shouldn't care about any titles. He should just wreck people yeah, you and disappear. You just have to be very careful creating someone that's unstoppable. Right. You know, if you look at Goldberg, even, like, when you're unstoppable, it's like, what's going to you're happen? Gonna crash None of these hard. stories are, as soon as you lose, it's over for you. So if you're unstoppable like the fiend, he's unbeatable. Like you know, Rollinson with 37 like screwdrivers and shit. Like you couldn't kill him. Yeah. So now what's gonna beat him? And like you're obviously you're um, the thing they've done great about Reigns is while he's been unbeatable, he's got help a bunch of all the time. Like he's not just beating everybody easily. Like the it's not superpowers. Right. It's not. It's not just him unstoppable like Goldberg or. Like supernatural, it's like he has a crew behind him that's gonna fucking cheat for him to win if he has to, and that's it. And that works a lot better because then he can lose. He should have lost already, but those guys have bailed him out. So I have one major problem with that whole character and this debut. Again, just give the guy a real fucking lantern. Yeah. Oh, I hate. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt about that. Goes out turning early. It off, turning it off. Early before you blew. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just you set fucking fireworks off in your ring. You can't have a lantern, a real little lantern. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. That's a fair. Uh, I mean, that's sure. that's the one thing I saw today a replay of. You remember when the B team was facing uh, Matt Hardy and Wyatt as the deleter yeah. of worlds, and and they were up on the Tron impersonating those two, yeah. and Curtis Axel was Hardy, and his brother. Who's also coming back? Right? Is Bo. Yeah, Bo, Bo that Bo. might factter into the whole exciting. thing. By the way, and he does, he does the impression yeah. of Bray. It's so fucking so funny. And he, he has one of those lanterns that like you open yeah. it up and <laughs> he just closes it. Uh, so great. That honestly though, watch out. He that's confirmed. He's coming back. Right? Yeah, I didn't hear that. Bo Dallas is supposedly coming back. He's him and Liv Morgan are together, so we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll right. be together on the maybe that will maybe it all be maybe Liv will be Bray. She's. Starting to lose it a little bit. She's it seems like. live in the dark. There's something. Yeah, a dark so, place. Uh, something's going to happen there, but something cool. But about what about the rest of Extreme Rules before we get to football? Um, the one thing I would say is um, we got basically exactly what I said in the Edge yeah. Finn Balor I quit match. I mean, I called that basically to a T. You know, they're going to make him quit by holding Beth hostage. That's what they did. But what I liked about it is Rhea still did the character after, which was awesome. I want Rhea versus. Versus Beth one-on-one. We're not going to get that. We're going to get a stupid mixed tag team in Saudi Arabia. I guarantee they're going to be wearing sweatsuits, and it's going to be stupid. (laughs) But I hope after that, at some point, we'll get Rhea Beth one-on-one. That's an awesome, awesome match. But how long can this fucking feud go on? I you hope, know what I'm saying? I'm I just hope, like, come on. I man. hope they bring her out in a sweatsuit, sweatsuit in Saudi Arabia and she's got Dom on a leash. <laughs> walking down in the ring instead. 
that's what we're i mean that's pretty much where we're at with this whole thing right now you might as well do it in saudi arabia why does she just laughing the whole time leading him to the ring like fuck you saudi arabia yeah saudi arabia (laughs) is gonna be it's always interesting yeah but yeah i don't know that whatever but i thought that was interesting ending obviously bianca winning was surprising to me i thought bianca was gonna lose the belt there with no backup she basically beat damage control by herself saturday Mm -hmm. no help and so now what? You I was I mean? surprised once the rest of damage control came out. Figured, oh, she's gonna so, win. Just get something's gonna happen. She here. don't have to get pinned. You can do any so many things to just have her lose there. And also, I I love Bianca. She's the best. But I kind of think losing the belt would have done her some good there. She needs a little run, come back again because she's like almost like she seems unbeatable. She's like Cena. She's the female Cena right now. She's the biggest star in the company, face the company, you know, and she doesn't seem like she's going to lose any matches now. So it's interesting. Um, I don't know. Well, it seems like they're going to run it back with her Bailey again, but I don't know. And then the rest of the card was good. It was, I thought it was a good card. It wasn't anything that you have to get crazy about except for the Bray stuff. All I liked Imperium and yeah. Brawling Brutes. Yeah, I love yeah. the shillelaghs. Yep. Great so weapon. Great, shillelaghs being great foreign, foreign object. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I've never been a big shillelagh guy, but they've been using them well here. I know Fit Finley always use them. I'm not a Fit Finley guy. Though. I've always been not a Fit Finley guy. So. I do have to say I was a big fan of the Donnybrook match. Yeah, yeah Donnybrook yeah. match. Donnybrook. Yeah, it's a great name. It's a good name, yeah. Lots of old barrels. And it's clearly a barroom vibe there. Yeah, it was good. It was all good. It was a pretty good show. Nothing bad. Um, Liv Ronda was probably yeah. the low light, I would say, wrestling wise. Led to show. Or not led to show. It was second. Yeah. But it was it struggled a little bit, as everything Ronda sort of does. And Liv, too. I love Liv. She's a big crowd favorite, but she's like a step slow on everything. Like all those kicks and stuff look like weak she just doesn't can't do them quite good enough and ronda never looks like she cares at all her first like six months she was so badass and really good in the ring and now she just doesn't seem like she wants to she be there does not look like she wants to be there yeah and that's just disappointing so anyway that's a wrestling recap we'll get into football now guys thanks for indulging us and honestly if you're gonna get back into wrestling if you liked the attitude era honestly this is probably the next best thing that triple h is doing right now i'd get back in it's a good time Especially leading up to WrestleMania. And go to Reynoldsville January. January 14th. Yeah, yeah imagine wrestling. Um, yeah. Way in advance. We'll just plug it Yeah, in. yeah, we'll always <laughs> plug it. So, NFL, week six. Here we go. Last Thursday, we had the worst game you could ever have. You couldn't possibly, <clears throat> possibly, potentially top Colts Broncos 12-9 overtime. No touchdowns scored. Couldn't possibly top it. Could you possibly top it? Could you lower it? Could you get lower the bar for Amazon? Maybe. This week we got the one and four commanders Ooh. and the two and three Bears. Two of the least fun teams to watch in the NFL, hands down. The Bears, easily the most unwatchable team. Their offense is like a triple option. It's so weird. And they're hosting the commanders. Now, somebody's got to win this game, guys, or it's got to be a tie. Uh, the host, all, or I'm sorry, the guest always goes first. So, Donnie, you got, you're up first, buddy. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to. First of all, did you see Ron Rivera's comment? They asked him what was wrong with the commanders. Yeah. And his answer was just simple Basically, Qu- quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. 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 So great. So, that being said, got to go with the Bears. That's to be a ruffled locker room there in, uh, in Washington right now. Yeah. You don't inspire a lot of confidence. Um, I think Carson Wentz is probably used to that people just shitting on him left and right by yeah, now. So yeah. he He's might just actually checks at this point. He might actually play better, but 
I don't know. What's the weather going to be like? I feel like it's getting to that time of year where Chicago... Does that, did, that, windy, right? did that storm that they played in week one just follow them around the rest of the year yeah, or the whole offense yeah. when it's out there? That shit storm. It's <laughs> Justin Fields around. We we just guys, but the Bears are a two win team, one away from five hundred, and I'm with Don. They're going to be five hundred after this week after a big win against the Hogs. Yeah, uh, this one's interesting. I mean, the the Bears just honestly have a really bad offense. They, I don't think they can score very many points at all. Um, the Commanders, I you know, I mean, I've stuck up for Carson Wentz too many times to count. Those days are going to have to end. I'm just going to be done with that now. But the clock seems to be ticking now on the draft pick for this year, Sam Howell out of North Carolina. Got a lot of teams around, some potential first round uh, buzz at, at one point. But is he coming in this week? Probably not. However, I'm going to go Commanders against you guys here. No real reason other than. Um, you know, I just think both these teams are bad. And when that happens, anybody can win. It's just as simple as that. Before so. we go too much further, Len, yeah. um, I just want to recap the records from last oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, last week. You're right. You're yeah. right. We had Jerry Two Chains, I guess. Yep, 9-7. Nine 9-7. and seven. Nine and seven. Very respectable week. Oh, wait, wasn't it Glock last week? It was Glock. Glock, yeah. no. Glock was they had a speed round. Yeah. Respectable, especially yeah. the speed round, having to get this picked yeah. out quick. He went 9-7. and seven. Yep. I had all week to think about it and also finished 9-7. and seven. Yeah. I... Bounced back from a six and ten. I inverted that back to a ten and six. So I made up the game. I'm like, so we're all tied up. What's the official standing? Forty two and thirty eight. Both of us. Forty two and thirty eight. Yeah. So we're wow. dead heat right now. We have one game different already. The first game. Of and the you week. remember last week? I think we pretty much all picked the same game. One game different, and it was the Jets. I yeah. picked the Jets. I mean, that just goes to show you what kind. Of, you know, it's just parody. Yeah, exactly. It's we fun. picked everything the same last week except for the Jets game, which I won. Mm-hmm. And now, so we're we have one different already. We're gonna have a lot of different this week. Up next, 1 o'clock start on Sunday. No game in uh, overseas this year, this week. So we got the 49ers coming together a little bit. Seems like they're coming together a bit. They're only 3-2, and two, but it seems like they're rounding into form defense really good. Jimmy G managing, good running game. They're going into Atlanta to play the very, very feisty Atlanta Falcons, the team that I thought was very bad. and But you know what? They've been in every game this year. Only team in the league, 5-0 and against the spread this year. So they've been in every game. And they gave Tom Brady everything he, everything they had last week. And they were getting ready to get off the field. They had it down to 21-15. All the points in the fourth quarter, getting ready to get off the field. And then a terrible, a terrible roughing the passer call. On the box, or I'm sorry, on the Falcons, Grady Jarrett against Brady, and it resulted in a 15 yard penalty first down, and they were able to salt away that victory. Now, there's been plenty of talk about this call. Obviously, the NFL's reacted. Jerome Bogar, the referee that made the call, put out a statement saying that he thought he was unnecessarily thrown to the ground as part of the. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. I mean, it's it would be unnecessary if you weren't supposed to tackle a person, but like you have yeah. to throw someone to the ground is what a tackle is basically. And I get what they're saying. I think I get what they're doing here. You're like sort of like a Tua situation where he got swung to the ground. They're trying to protect against that. I would guess they told him to watch that. But this was god awful, egregious. It was probably maybe cost the Falcons the game. But I think they want them to play bumper cars. It's yeah. just rough. I mean, I want player safety too. Let me just say that right out of the gate. I'm not in favor of head hits, all that stuff. Like, I think all that stuff has to be watched carefully. And I think they've done a good job getting rid of a lot of it for sure. But sometimes when you do that, you go a little bit too far 
And then it, and then it seems real annoying. And then, of course, it happened to Tom Brady, who everyone already thinks gets all the calls, <laughs> already thinks he's a crybaby, you know, all that stuff in the league protects him. So it's just a bad set there. But anyway, you know, what do you think about that, Mike? Just the whole. You can't. Situation. First of all, you can't spell Bogart without Bogar, and that's, that's, that's a true. terrible call. Um, you know, this also showed up last night. And the Chiefs yeah. Raiders game with just was probably even a worse call. Way yeah. worse. Well, I thought it was worse. He took call the ball right out of his damn hand and, sa- and sacked him. Like Literally if you if you look up hand. sack in encyclopedia, you're gonna see two things. You're gonna see a, a nut sack <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna see a picture of this sack so on the play. A football sack. Yeah, he took the ball, the ball out of his hands. It was in his thank hands. Thank goodness that didn't it, it did at the time. It was a huge call at the time. Yeah. Of course, the Chiefs came back and just wiped them off, of out of Arrowhead. But at least it wasn't at a pivotal moment in the game. No, but, but it was only a one-point game. You right? know this happens. They have a the, huge play. Yeah, it was. But the Raiders were ahead at the time. That's the yeah. Chiefs lost because of that. So, I mean, you know, they send out these memos. They have videos. Hey, watch for roughing the passer. We got to yeah, watch yeah. the quarterbacks. Tua got banged up, yep. and all the refs, you know, got the hairpin trigger now. Yeah, uh, exactly and, and, and throwing these flags, and they'll they'll course correct. I'm confident they're they're usually pretty good with it. Yeah, that. it's gonna there's gonna be some bad calls. There's some yeah. bad calls every week, but I mean that that one yeah last night was just as bad. Anyway, the, we're back to Niners Falcons feisty Falcons. Um, I'll go first on this one. I like. The Niners here. I mean, I just think the Niners are running in the form. The Falcons obviously have proven to be a competitive team. I think this will be the week that stops, actually, because I think they're going to get crushed this week. Um, they don't have Cordero Patterson. They're, you know, Mariota's been okay, but not fantastic. I just think they're going to struggle really, really badly with this Niners defense. I think the Niners win this game. Uh, pretty pretty easily. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to take the Niners on this one as well. Uh, Atlanta's a little bit banged up. Had a tough time to get the running game going without Cordero last week. Uh, Kyle Pitts hasn't done much all year, to be honest. He's barely played. But Is he uh, playing this week? I don't know if that's confirmed yet, but he's done nothing uh, all year as a Kyle Pitts owner in fantasy. (laughs) Me as well. uh, That's why I'm asking he's playing. He's still a factor when he's on the field, and that offense is not the best to begin with. It's played played better than I expected. Yeah, the defense has definitely played better than expected as well. Uh, This might be closer than people think, but I just think that Niners kind of outclass him here. Yeah, Don, Uh, what do you think? Clean sweep on the Niners here. Again, just as you guys just <laughs> too much going wrong with Atlanta. And I think really that the play with Brady, I think that's going to get in their head again, yeah. as Tom Brady does. Just like the Super Bowl got in their head. Same thing. He's going to be in their head and it's going to take it on carry under this week. We got it. It's right. called a gold rush, I think. So, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> up, ne- <laughs> up next is uh, this is an intriguing battle of two and threes in the AFC. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots, um, assuming going to roll with Bailey Zappi wow. here, come off a big win last week, uh, dominating performance, and they're going into Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland did not win last week. They played. They didn't play great either. Um, so it's Patriots at Browns. The Browns started two and one. Looks like, oh, you know what? Brissett, not that bad. Still, I will say, Brissett, not yeah. been that bad. What do you expect him to do? Well, he's been better than expected. So I'm right. not going to blame it on him. Zappi also been better than expected. Um, 
uh, this has always kind of been a game Belichick circled on his calendar. Uh, it was just like a little bit of a revenge from when he coached the Bills. So yeah. I, I'm going Patriots here. In a, I think this will be an ugly, unwatchable mess with yeah. the Patriots winning. Yeah. I'm going with the Pats too. Zappy Snack in there. Uh Against the Browns, like you said, Belichick, man, he took he took the highest scoring offense in the league last week and just shut him yeah, down. Completely just, shut out the the uh, Lions. Yeah, Belichick's impressive. in midseason form. He's got this quarterback that just listens to everything he says. They're winning games somehow. Um, Cleveland just kind of scuffling right now. I agree, Len. Uh, in Cleveland, yeah, I'm going to go Belichick in the Pats. I'm thinking of. Maybe, I don't know, maybe going the other way on this. You guys aren't aware, I'm sure you are aware, but Watson is now back in the facilities in Cleveland. So, yeah, so what's that going to do morale wise there? Was that going to boost boost it it or too much media? You know, you know, get the media in there. Oh no, now it's we're just waiting for him to come back. They don't want Brissett in there anymore, right? So, I could see Cleveland in the in. Dog pound. I could see Cleveland pulling out a big upset here, and it, obviously two and three and two and three. It's not really an upset, but it would be an upset in this situation. But I still got to go with the Patriots. Man, this patch just stick around. Oh, they're hard to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you have a coach like that, you're always going to compete. I think you know it's sort of like my Seahawks a little bit. Like they're not that talented. They always compete because they have a big time coach. You know. No, I ruined Patriots. All Patriots. Uh-huh. Patriots. I thought you were all leaving Patriots. there. Okay. No, but uh, I didn't. I really was thinking about it. Yeah, but, yeah all Patriots yeah. on that one. Up next, we got a little fun little matchup. Uh, you know, the Jets coming off a big win, 3-2, and two, playing well under Robert Sala. All of a sudden, he was kind of a laughing stalker. He said he was going to keep the receipts. And let me tell you what, he's probably starting to show them to people because they've got a couple wins in a row here. And uh, Zach Wilson, I mean – I wasn't super high on him last year coming out of the draft, but I, towards the end of the year, I thought he played better. This year, I've been kind of impressed with him as well. Um, he just adds a little spunk. They have some, Brees Hall looks good. You know, they have some fun players. Sauce Gardner on defense. They're going to Green Bay, though, to play the mildly frozen, on the mildly frozen tundra, probably like kind of cold tundra. And, uh, the Packers, who, Big loss overseas last week against the, the oh Danny Dimes and the Giants. Goodness. And um, tell you what, Rodgers, as usual, a complete malcontent afterwards, not happy, you know, complaining about something else, whatever. And he has to fly back across the overseas. Is he good? Are they going to beat the Jets, Donnie? What do you think? They will beat the Jets. Yeah. Handily. Handily, okay, Ooh. Michael. What do you think? You going Jets? You know, they lost. They lost, but I think that offense is is coming together a little bit. They're showing some signs of improvement, and I think they're good, good enough. First half, good first half last week. Yeah, getting going in the second half. Right, and you know, as teammates, they look at Rodgers, and they're going to sense that frustration. They're going to respond accordingly, as they should, as Rodgers expects them to do. Uh, and the Packers are going to win Lambeau. That's a tough environment there for a young quarterback. I think they're really going to be tested. This is an interesting game, isn't it? The Jets, the Jets might have something there. I think Jermaine tough. Johnson out for the year, I believe. Yeah, I didn't it. see that. I did not see that. I might be making that. I thought I saw he might be <laughs> out this week. Over the year. Yeah. But key injuries on both these teams, uh, really. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. The Jets, this is... You going Green Bay? Yeah, I'm yeah. going. I'm going Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay. 
Yeah, the Jets, I've kind of taken the Jets and Giants under my wing a little bit here. Some little upstart teams I like. Uh, um, but this one's going to be tough. In Green Bay, uh, Green Bay needs this win. Um, the Jets kind of are playing with borrowed money right now, three and two. You know, if they lose this game, it's not a huge deal. I'd love to see the Jets win this game. I would love it, but I don't think they're going. I'm going to go with the Packers. Uh, in a close one though, I think you're going to, if there's just a tinge of Aaron Rodgers in Zach Wilson a little bit, the way he plays on the field. Also, what do you, what percentage of players in the locker room get like, are worried when Rodgers bitches about it, what's going on, and what percentage just roll their eyes and are like, this guy's a fucking tool, like whatever. I think they all look at him and say, here's a future Hall of Famer, he's one of the best ever, I better listen to what he says, because he's so. literally my meal ticket. I think, I think performance shows it. They, he, they always respond. Yeah. I think this might that might be coming to an end, is what my mom's saying. I think the players in there are starting to think a little less league. Uh, no, they're going to start tripping they, with yeah, them. Yeah, they're three and two. I think they're thinking a little less. They ain't hitting the panic button. They're thinking yeah. he's ready to just go out the pasture. I mean, anytime you lose a player of, of Devontae uh, Adams' caliber. Uh, of course, huge loss. You know, it's a, it's a huge loss, but put but push comes the shove. Yeah, I, um, I feel, still think, yeah, yeah Rodgers going to keep them winning games. They should win a lot of times. Push right. comes to shove. That's what Devontae Adams will do to you. He'll just shove you right to the ground. He'll shove you out of the way <laughs> and go get his bag of money. Yeah. That's what he'll do. <laughs> All righty. Up next, uh, my number one darling, obviously, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have looked terrible the last two weeks. Oh. After looking like a legitimate team for a couple weeks, this is what you get with a young team, a young quarterback, new coach, a little bit of a roller coaster. I'm not going to panic, but... Trevor's been bad the last couple weeks. They're going to Indy, who's also bad every week. Both these teams are not great. But this is a big game for my prediction of the Jags winning this division. Therefore, I will be taking the Jaguars this week because ah, they need this win. And I need to bounce back. So, Lawrence, a couple really bad picks this past week. One, I mean, egregiously bad. They lost 13-6 to the Texans. 6-6. They're down there in the red zone. First and goal. He rolls out. He's got the first down. He wants to run, or I'm sorry, his third, second and two, something like that. He kind of ran for the first down, throws a terrible interception. And then, in my opinion, that cost them the game. Even if they get a field goal there, I think they win that game. But nonetheless, uh, they did not. So, but I'm, t- I'm taking Jacksonville. What do you think, Mike? Yeah. So, this, these two teams just played a couple weeks ago, right down in Jacksonville. And yeah. he lost. They can't win there at all. Mm-hmm. They seem to have better success against them at home. Yeah. Uh, I think. Jonathan Taylor is going to be coming back. I don't know that, to be honest, but I think I'm not sure. Probably. I'm not sure either. Um, you know what? I'm going to go Jacksonville here too, but flip a coin. This is a classic AFC South. It's going to be a battle down there. Battle. The but, South. Battle but, of grossness. But very important. You're right for the division possibly. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, this, everyone's right there. What do you think, Dom? For, the exact, for that exact reason, that's why I'm going with the Colts because I think Frank Wright, he knows – about divisions and he wants to win that division so he knows how to step up and play a big game win when he needs to win it's definitely it's definitely a winnable division there's no doubt about that it's up for grabs all the teams at this point really all right uh another one o'clock showdown gets a good one too here we got the four and one vikings who don't seem four and one to me they seem very (laughs) mediocre but I did think I did think they're gonna win the division this year I think they're the best team in that division still at this point they're going to Miami, but the Dolphins, who were hot, obviously they've hit a little bump, but, you know, they lost their first two quarterbacks now. As Bridgewater left this game. They had to play most of the game with rookie um, Skylar Thompson. 
and he did not look good. I mean, the preseason and regular season are different. He was really good in the preseason. People were hyped. They're like, oh, maybe he's better than Bridgewater. He's not better than Bridgewater, not right now at least. <laughs> so they better have Bridgewater's back. His was a some sort of combination head-slash-elbow injury. The head injury cleared Ooh. out of the concussion. However, one of the spotters said that he had stumbled. No one can find video of that stumble, but they kept him out. I think that's definitely an overly precautious move there. Mm-hmm. I think Teddy is back this Sunday, and I think Mm-mm. that the Dolphins win this game. No upset. way can they bring him back and risk another disaster if he gets slammed again. Yeah. There's no way, can they? I mean, I could you imagine that if it happened to them, to the Dolphins twice? I mean, I think that I think he plays this week, and I think the Dolphins win this game. I'm upset, I'm upset. Hmm. I mean, yeah, not too long ago, you wouldn't be saying upset. You'd, no, no. It's a shame It's Tua. a shame both teams aren't at full power like here. Tua, I think this game would be a lot of And fun. a couple key injuries to their wide receivers in Miami as well. I think Waddle and Hill both have some injuries. So. Well, I'm going to tell you what. If that's the case, I'll probably change that pick. But I, I don't. That's <laughs> locked in, pal. I wasn't aware of that. I write these in pen. I wasn't aware of any <laughs> conjugal visits. Uh, uh, no, I'm not sure. It's not guaranteed they're going to be out, but. Yeah, well, whatever. I, I picked the Dolphins. I'm going to ride with them, man. All right. I'll ride with Skylar Thompson, whoever's in there. They're going to fucking beat the Vikings. Dolphins man. country? That fucking Miami heat down there. It's going to be hot. Minnesota's not ready for that heat. Very, you know about no, I'm just gonna, heat, I was just about to say this is a very interesting uh, uh, weather game. Weather game Freezing for sure. Freezing cold up yeah. there in Minnesota. They have to get down to that blistering The ports heat. are, and I looked into this, outside of St. Paul today, there were unconfirmed reports of flurries in the area <laughs> from listeners. Yeah. You, you researched it. Yeah. Yeah, the call is from the Collins weather station. I keep an eye on that. The Vikings are going to be glad to get out of that. Yeah. Down in the heat, the vitamin D, they're going to be on the beach, living that Miami nightlife and lifestyle for a couple of days. They're going to be on cloud nine. They're running right along here, four and one. They are, yeah. Uh, you know, this is a team a lot of us picked for the division winner here, and it's it's theirs for the taking right yeah. now if they want it. A uh, little bit of a lucky draw here because I don't think two is coming back, right? He's, oh, I, I can't imagine he'll be back this. No. I think he'll be back, but it'll be four or six weeks. I bet. Yeah, uh, they're gonna they're coming in here riding high. And this is you're right, Glenn. But until this quarterback situation is straightened out, we know even with Bridgewater. You might be concussed. You know, mm. you can't take the Dolphins in this situation. So I'm going to take Minnesota. Um, Minnesota as well. Kirk Cousins, I guess he's four and one. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. playing some good football. Uh, Cook is back playing good. So yeah, Cook looked good last week. Yeah, I mean the Vikings are talented on uh, both sides. Jefferson, really. Jefferson's awesome. Yeah, the Vikings are talented. It's all about Cousins. Whether he can lift you to the next level or whether he can blow a game for you, he's very. If he in the prime time and the spotlight's on. But right now, they're 4-1, so good for them. He's going to South Beach, so yeah. enjoy himself. Up next, we got another just a ma- mishmash of two and three teams. We got the Cincinnati Bengals coming off a heartbreaking loss on Sunday night to the greatest kicker that's ever kicked a ball, Justin Tucker. And they're going to play the Saints, a team that brought Taysom Hill, dusted him off, Brought him out of the out of the basement and had him promptly 
beat the fuck out of my Seahawks <laughs> with four touchdowns, three rushing in. How ridiculous is that? Unbelievable. Un- That's why they're paying him $72 million. I mean, it never fails. These guys that I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Why is Hill in there all the time? Then he comes in against my team and just shreds them. And that'll be the last you hear from him in four weeks. Yeah, exactly. Fucking bullshit. But anyway, so they're both two and three. Um so it's an interesting matchup. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Who do you like? Bengals, Saints. Yeah, this is a homecoming game of sorts. Yeah, uh, of for course, Joe yeah. Burrow Good and and Jamar Chase. They call them the Bayou uh, Boys. Bayou Bengals. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Bayou Boys with a Z. Yeah, that's what Bad Burrow boys. and Chase are together. Yeah. That's Bayou what they call boys. them down there. So they're gonna be they're gonna be uh, licking their chops to play in front of the old uh, stomping ground and, and fans that they have down there, and they're gonna roll in. To New Orleans, who also has some questions at the quarterback position. Uh, the Bengals are a quality team. I think we saw that Sunday night. They just couldn't. They just couldn't get it done. I mean, there's, uh, there's still too much talent there, and they're going to overcome and they're going to win in New Orleans. Bio boys, uh, Mike. I believe you since you have your injury report. Avule is he playing? I think he's out. Alave. Alave. Yeah. He's out, and I think Thomas is out as well. Alave got knocked silly in that Seahawks game. He oh, did he? I didn't see that. Hard. Yeah. So I think maybe he's been having two. a good rookie year. Yeah, he's been good. I picked him rookie yeah. of the year in that South, and I he's been really good. So he's probably out. I don't think Winston's back. It's probably Dalton slash Taysom. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Bengals as you said. If they're going homecoming, they're going to want to impress their family. So. Yeah, I think um, it's uh, I don't. It's going to be a good game. It might be a fun game to watch. Saints put up 39 on my atrocious Seahawks defense, 31st in the league in points allowed, and they put up 39 on them. Uh, Gino put up 32 to keep them in the game, as he always does, the hero of the Seattle. But they fell short again. So the Saints look pretty good on offense. They got some weapons. Um, Bengals have some weapons. I like both these teams offensively. I think Cincinnati's a little better defensively. So I'm going to take the Bengals here as well, gentlemen. When your family is real hungry, eat in Napoli's. Special steak delivery from your friends in Napoli's. Happy in Nepalese, you'll be happy in Nepalese, you'll be happy in Nepalese. Get some sweetheart wings and some pepperoni when you're real hungry with your family in Nepalese. Stromboli, calzone, get some Italian cuisine in Nepalese. Up next, uh, this is another interesting game here with the record-wise. If you look at it, the Ravens, 3-2, and two, coming off of, like I said, last-second win against mm-hmm. the Bengals. How good is Justin Tucker? Oh, he's the best. <laughs> the best He's ever. the best. There's no one's ever been better. Every single kick's right down the middle of the upright. It's not even close. He's went, they said he's made 61 consecutive in the fourth quarter of overtime. It's 61 ridiculous. consecutive. He's so good. 20 straight if it's a game, to win or tie. I mean, it's unbelievable how good he is. He never misses. It's unreal. Yeah. So they're going to New York to face the Giants. The Giants, 4-1, and one, Danny Dimes, Saquon Barkley, wow. zero wide receivers. And they're like still – they're playing well, man. I like the Giants coming in yeah. here, but I, I did that part, in part because I thought they'd get some something from Tony, from, from Shepard, from something from uh, whatever, Galladay. None of those guys are even playing, not at all. And they don't have any wide receivers, but they're 4-1, which yeah. is very impressive for Brian Dayball and crew up there. I think this is the week 
it's going to probably show its head a little bit. I like the Ravens at New York to win that one. Yeah, I do too, Len. And, and remember, this Giants wide receiving core was the highest paid in the league, okay. like per salary, because of Galladay's contract yeah. primarily. But they have absolutely nothing to show for it. And all oh, kudos to Saquon Barkley, who also had a little shoulder injury, came back, ran hard as hell. He's you been got, unbelievable. You get, you, the team. You got to give it to that guy, but. Dables made some bold decisions to yeah. get him here. I, I'm seeing a lot of praise. And, man, if they yeah. can take down the Ravens at home, that's the type of win that can really set your season on a course to be something special. Yeah, you're right. This is a big game. If they were to win this game, you're looking at, like, 5-1. and one. They're basically yes. probably going to be a playoff team. When you're 5-1, and one, yeah. I mean, you're in good shape to get to the playoffs. And, you know, this could be a completely but, epic for Daniel Jones. This is his option year. I mean, this is big. But it's not going to happen this week. I'm taking Ravens. As you talked about before the show, parody. Talked about the parody in the league. And for the Giants to be 4-1 and one with no receivers, just amazing is what's happening right now. Being an Eagles fan, again, if they win this game, that's not something that we want. And uh, you, know, you obviously want to sit comfortably with that. I just think the Ravens have this. Lamar contract year. He's just playing when he's playing good. He's playing good. So. He's playing great. He's also not. Play, uh, he's missing throws and stuff, but he's still doing way plenty enough to win these games. It's kind of interesting how he's played. This should be a contract bowl. Uh, con- a, contract on a on a, on a field goal <laughs> pole match. Contract on a pole winner pole. between Danny Dimes and Lamar gets Tucker the has contract. to kick the the contract off, yeah. which he probably could. You'd yeah, hang. I'm sure he probably he could. Put it anywhere up there, he'd hit it. I'd fucking no yeah. Hang it on the money in the bank. They yeah. Whatever. I bet you can put it anywhere in that stadium and he'd hit it like, within his length reach. You know I feel I mean? like Danny Dimes would have like a manager working in his corner. Lamar wouldn't. He's his own agent, yeah, right? Own agent, he wouldn't yeah. have anybody, but. Yeah, he'd be a lone wolf of sorts. But both these guys looking, you know. I mean, Lamar's getting a humongous contract. Let's, let's not act like he is. And he's going to get in a Seattle? Month, a month. No, in Seattle? No. Baltimore will never let him out of there. He's definitely re-signing Baltimore. to be outrageous. Daniel Jones is a guy that could be in Seattle. That one would, just, wouldn't, would make more sense if he was it in seems Seattle. Seems like a good fit. Right. So... I mean, either way, I like what Daniel Jones is doing. I think he's very talented. He, the fumbles always cost him early in his career, a lot of fumbles. Um, if he can clean that up, he doesn't throw a ton of picks. He's very athletic. He's pretty good. But anyway, the Ravens are just better. Yeah, that's just going to be a tough one. Now, I mean, here's a battle. This is a battle in the Berg here. We're going to the Steel City. We're going down to Hines. No, we're not. We're going to Akershire. We're going down to Akershire, Akershire. Stadium. And they're hosting the GOAT, Thomas yeah. Edward Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, three and two against the one and four Pittsburgh Steelers. Me and Donnie will get out of the way so Mike can talk Steelers here. Donnie, what do you think? Is it going to be Tampa or Pittsburgh? We'll save Mike for last. Believe it or not, Pittsburgh always seems to, regardless with Brady being there, you know, it's Buccaneers or the Patriots. There's a game involved when it comes to Tom Brady, regardless the the atmosphere there, Aperture, Hines, whatever it may be. I don't think it'll be the blowout that everyone thinks it probably should be because Pittsburgh is not real good right now. But I will still go with Tampa in a close game, actually. Yeah, I mean, the the issue of the Steelers in this game in particular, and it has been since it happened, obviously, is the absence of T.J. Watt. Now, if T.J. Watt's here, this game's completely different because Brady can't – he's not great against pressure, and Watt 
really gets pressure all the time. Like every fucking play. He's really <laughs> good. So him being out has changed this defense entirely. He's made it a very bad defense now. Pretty much the one guy being out. So it's unfortunate. Tampa's been very bland and not exciting and they had a good half against Atlanta but then you think you're going to blow them out next thing you know they're down to the last possession barely squeaking out of there so um I think you know the Bucks wives are starting to get a little healthier hopefully they'll get Evans and Julio and blah 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 and Brady will have some more targets I think the Bucks will definitely win this game I don't know it, it this could swing either way I wouldn't be surprised if it was a blowout also the Steelers got embarrassed this week so I think they will be up to play a lot a lot better this week I'd probably probably be more like a ten point game, but the the Steelers. I mean, their receiving core that everyone was like hyping, like Deontay and Claypool. Yeah, where are they at? Like Deontay drops three balls a week, right in his hand. The Every worst, single the worst possible. Time. Yes. Every game I watch, one hits him right in the hands and he misses it or he gets picked. Claypool is well, wasn't that Claypool's season, problem? Yeah. From his first season, Claypool looked like he was going to be the next the superstar receiver. He's terrible. He never does anything. And Pickens does have show signs, and he's still young, but you can't rely on that guy to be your number one. He's got to be your number two or three. These other guys aren't doing their part. Najee's not doing his part. The line's bad. Pickens is in a bad situation. He's trying to play hard, but he's in a bad situation. I just don't see him being able to win many games right now. No, so you're going with the Bucks then? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Bucks too. Brady's going to pick this defense apart like paper mache. Um, not only do they not have Watt, uh, they're banged up in the secondary as well. They're going to be missing some key pieces, I believe, on Sunday. Um, yeah, this defense is just no good. This team just kind of has a shadow over it right now. They really should be 0 and 5. Uh, if it wasn't for a blocked extra point, if it wasn't for Mika Fitzpatrick, this team would be long gone. Yeah. Um, at this point, offense, nothing's nothing's clicking. Um, they do have a little bit of life now with Pickett in. I had a decent little game. Got a lot of praise uh, from the opposing team. Couple uh, late low shots. Couple low shots. Yeah, but he, but he's about. he's Stuck barking he's barking back. Guys, the teammates are sticking up for yeah, him very him. clearly, which is a good indicator. Uh, you can tell that he knows how to handle himself. I'm very intrigued to see where Kenny Pickett goes. But after six quarters, we're still waiting for his first touchdown pass. Yeah. Um, the numbers would be a lot better. Like Len, you said those drops are just man, they just Deontay Johnson is the best at dropping the ball when you need him to catch it the and most. It's crazy because he's like, you know, not, I mean, he's not anywhere near as good as Antonio Brown was in his prime or anything no. like that, but he's a similar type receiver that can get open on those first downs and stuff that you need, like A B would be. Yeah. And he would catch every one of them. And now Dante's dropping these balls on third downs yeah. or like ones that are above his head, but right in both hands. And then they just go flying to a safety, like all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? You, those passes, it's so demoralizing. If when you have a guy that's like is open on those big plays, the big to ex- drive extenders, but then you throw it and he drops it, it like deflates the entire team. And they need to look into his stick and brand. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you, know, you see those receivers are always the hands to the side because they don't even put them on the thighs. Yeah. That's sticky. That's the mm. answer. Right there. He needs to do something because I'm telling you what. He for an glop, agent. He needs to glop sure. him up. Get some noticeable yeah. glop on there. He needs a lot of glop. <laughs> he needs some noticeable <laughs> glop on that hand like uh, what, fe- is it Featherstone? Who wasn't in um, maybe one of those movies? Was it Orlando Jones and the Replacements, right? He just had his, hand, his hands covered in noticeable wouldn't glop. Just, wouldn't like a, like a, I don't want to say... <laughs> Bedazzled's not the right word. What if gloves had like you know what I mean? You know, almost yeah. like a bedazzled, but a glop 
like point. Wouldn't that be even better than? I mean, glass? I don't think they're trying to promote you using <laughs> stick on that. Like they, you're supposed to not need to do that. You're a professional football well, catcher, yeah. so you really shouldn't need. They some use of that. it. Though. I mean, yeah, but well, whatever. If they could make it, Deontay Johnson could benefit from. Nothing is working right now. Letting, a real uh, pro would just go bare hands and fucking let's go out here and catch some footballs like Steve Largent, buddy. You think you fucking got stick him on his fucking plain white hands out there, tar. catching everything that came his way. <laughs> his calluses stopping them all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah they, I mean, yeah, it's it's there's a little bit of hope with Kenny in here, and like I said, I'm just glad they're committing to it. So by the end of the year, we know. No, I tell you, it, it added it's added life to the team, even though they got yes. smashed 38 to three this week. Yes. they're just a completely. But we rational. now it's now comes yeah. a time where we need him to win, maybe a game like game like this. Yeah, yeah exactly. uh, he's got to show it sometime. They they got probably the rejuvenated Dolphins team and the Eagles coming up after this. It's really a trial by yeah, fire. Right, the way the Dolphins are right now, they're definitely yeah. up on the platter for them to get a win. Yeah. If he's going to get a win. But he, he wasn't the reason they lost this game uh, against the Bills. Um, no, no. They yeah, were completely I mean, over yeah. man. I mean, completely out. And Brady, Brady knows Tom will like the back of his hand, and he's going to march in here with whatever he's got left there and, and get the win. But I, I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be a closer game than people think. All righty. Up next, we were into the 4 o'clock games, a couple of those. And one of them, the first one of them, is a rare new coach, new quarterback Ooh. combination leading the Carolina Panthers start. against the struggling St. Louis Rams now. The Los Angeles Rams, actually. Don't worry about it. They're in Los Angeles now. They probably wish they are in St. Louis the way they're playing. The Panthers have a new coach, uh, Steve Wilkes, one-time Single season, single season head coach for the Cardinals. It's been a long time coordinator and new quarterback, XFL MVP, PJ Walker is going to start because, uh, Brent, um, what's his name? Baker. Baker. I forgot it already. Never, he might not be on a roster ever again. Baker has a high ankle sprain. He's out two to six weeks, they're saying. So PJ Walker in, Baker out, Rams coming to town. Donnie, who do you like in this? Very exciting game. Well, first I thought you were talking about Jerry Springer, Steve Wilkos. Steve so, Wilkos, yeah. yeah. So that being said, <laughs> and, P- and, and, P- and PJ Walker taking <laughs> control. I mean, I, that changes my my thought process here. I, just, I thought maybe you know Rams would have that team under control. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Everybody knows getting out of line in Wilkos' locker room. Exactly. Um, I'm still going to take the Rams. I think, but again, going back to competitiveness, if if Walker can show why he was the MVP of the XFL, or did you say was the MVP? Yeah, I believe so. I might have made well, that up, but he, he was playing. Regardless, he played well in the XFL, yeah. So, show why he deserves to be in the NFL. He got his chance. So, uh, take the Rams, but we're going to say a close one. Mike, what are you thinking? Yeah, the, the Rams have a little bit of Super Bowl uh, hangover here, I think, so far this season. Um, but they're going to win here against against the Panthers. It's a short week to try to, to try to put all those new systems and yeah. and uh, terminologies and, and just, you know, try to try, try to get back to a normal level here yeah. after uh, departing with uh, your coach of a couple years. So I'm going to take the Rams here. Yeah, um, I think the Rams got to sort of be concerned a little bit that it's more than Super Bowl hangover. They don't look very talented on offense. Akers can't do anything. Henderson can't do anything. Allen Robinson... I saw this last week before this week's game, so I don't know if it's still the truth. He was like 144th out of 145 eligible wide receivers in yards of separation. Like, he can't get open. He's not open at all. So, 
Um, Cooper Cup is the only thing keeping them alive offensively. How much can he carry? Um, I love. I would love to pick a new coach, new quarterback combination. You know, there's going to be a lot of energy in the, on the sideline there. I wish they were at home. If they were at home, I would definitely pick the Panthers here. I would. I'm like 50-50 now. If it was in Carolina, I'd pick the Panthers, like just for a real fired up emotional yeah, situation. Right. But here, I'm going to pick the Rams to squeak it out over PJ Walker and the uh, Panthers. But I expect Walker to, to show some things in this game. And then, oh, big game here. Big game in the NFC West. My boys, the Seahawks. Another tough loss. They're sitting at two and three. Big two and three matchup here. Cardinals, two and three. Rams, two and three. Niners, three and two. So it's a tight division. Everything's still right in front of you. If you're Seattle, you're Geno Smith, you're Pete Carroll. I mean, you're right there. You got home field game against the Cardinals, who haven't been great either. So both these teams are. Uh, interesting. The Seahawks, very good offense, probably one of the top five or six offenses in the league, and one of the worst defenses, 31st in points allowed. So, um, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more out of Geno. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the whole league this year, period. Amazing. It's like It started as a joke, me saying how much Geno, but he's been absolutely unbelievable. Um, they lost Rashard Penny for the year. He broke his ankle slash fibia. So, unfortunately, that guy just can't buy a break. I mean, I love him. I've been sticking up for him. Even this year, again, he looked really good this game. Eight for 58 before he got hurt. Um, he can't stay healthy. However, Kenneth Walker came in, K-9, 69-yard touchdown run, his first NFL touchdown. So, that's exciting. Maybe that draft pick in the second round wasn't a mistake. Like people I just about. asked you about him last week. Yeah. Said, hey, what happened to Walker? So, When's Walker he come looked in? good. Cardinals coming into Seattle. Um I'm going to take my boys here, I, not because it's a homer pick, but because I think they're honestly maybe better than the Cardinals. I think that Seattle, if their defense can round into shape a little bit, which is Pete Carroll's side of the ball, if by the midseason, end of the season, they can get from 31st in points to 21st in points, they can win some of these games because their offense, I think, is legitimately good. I'll take Seattle here. What do you think, Mike? I have a question for you. Yeah, of course. Uh, what do you think the maximum flight speed of the Seahawk is? That's a very good question, Mike. <laughs> I'm going to use this. I'm going to base this a little bit. I think it's kind of a hybrid of an eagle and an owl. That's what I consider Seahawk. <laughs> so we've had both. I'm going to put them together now. It's about 120 divided by two. 60 miles per hour is my guess for the Seahawk. Well, I don't have something that's going to spit out a scientific calculation, that hybrid you just put together. Yeah. But I will say that the SH-60B, the Seahawk helicopter. Oh, what's its speed? Which may or may not be the real reason the team's <laughs> named that. I don't know. It might have been built in Seattle. 145 miles per hour at 5,000 oh. feet. Modern day uh, workhorse for the okay. U.S. Navy. What about an animal, the Seahawk? Is it not a real animal? Or I don't think I... Yeah, I mean, I don't think that actually exists. Well, I think out. we need really? a more specific terminology. Really? I thought that would be a real animal. Let's check it out. You guys go ahead and make your picks. I'm going to get on the old Google here. And <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. my internet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Gino in Seattle. I'm going to go Gino in Seattle. Do you take Seattle too, Len? I did. I'm sorry, I was busy Googling helicopter sure speeds. I now that being said, I'm going to take Arizona. Actually, Arizona probably should have beat Philadelphia last week, realistically. Kyler Murray slid prematurely and, for whatever reason, didn't need to. It's classic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then he got up, spiked it on third down. The classic so. goose. Yeah, so, oh, I don't know. Maybe that's the reason not to take the Cardinals. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals. All right. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I, I think they're probably about equal on talent and ability at this point. Yeah, it's, I think it's a pretty even matchup for sure. Um, that's why Seattle and home at home. I'm riding the Geno train, man. He's Geno, I mean, so, all right, you got a top. Let's let's say you're a top five pick in the NFL draft coming up. Right. I, I don't want to sidetrack this year. Yeah. But, um, Geno Smith keeps playing like he's playing, just uh-huh. right where he's at. Yeah. Do you take a quarterback in the draft or are you riding with Geno? Uh, I would, I would probably take a quarterback um, if it was one of the top. You know, if it was C.J. Stroud, I would certainly take him at five. Um, if it was Bryce Young, I would probably take him at five too. Although he's pretty small, but I I still like him. I would probably take one of those guys if I had the top five pick and I had him. And I'd just get sign Gino for another year if I could keep him. And just keep them there, mentor them for a year. If he's playing this well, yeah. 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 If um, they don't have a high pick, I mean, if they can get Gino in the in the room, keep him there for like somewhere in the you know twelve fifteen million dollar range. I don't know why you wouldn't bring him back. But if he keeps playing like this, I mean, you know, if someone would overpay him, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't match it. You know, if a team comes out of nowhere or whatever, the Texans want to pay him like. 17 million a year because they like think he's their new starter or something like they could have him. But if you can keep him in the room at like a decent rate, I would definitely want him back. I love Gino. I always have, but from day one, Jets everything. So I've, I've always been a Gino. I mean, supporter. if there's one thing you've been vindicated on so far this year, it's been his performance, even yeah. though they're two and three. But, right. You know, but this year I'll say I was wrong because coming into the year, I wanted Locke to win that job just because the more like to see what his upside was. Potential was I knew there was I thought there was nothing with Gino and we've already seen what Gino can do which is fine as a backup but the way he's playing through five games is like top of the league starter level so if he's doing this I mean it's crazy he's been and I'm telling you the throws he makes he has every skill you need to be a good quarterback in the NFL every and he he always has I always thought this the, the weakest weakness he's always had is pocket presence he seemed to get better at that so far this year so we'll see but. Enough about the Seahawks and their two and three record. Up next, we got the unquestioned game of the week here. I mean, this is what the people want to see. Obviously, humongous. Actually, we got two big games coming up here in a row, but the big 425 game here on CBS, you're going to have Tony Romo. He's going to be salivating all over himself. I mean, he's going to be just drenched in sweat and he's going to be thinking about (laughs) Mahomes and Josh Allen and I mean it's going to be hot and heavy in Kansas City Arrowhead you got the Bills 4-1 at the Chiefs 4-1 how the fuck did the Chiefs lose the Colts that's the number one question of the season the Colts suck the Chiefs somehow lost him I don't get that at all but Chiefs squeak one out against the Raiders Raiders gave them all they could have him on Monday Bills demolished the Steelers last week we got Bills at Chiefs. Mike, who do you like in this game of the week? Oh, man, I'm going to go right to it and say Buffalo. After witnessing them firsthand uh, last week, just shellac my Steelers. It's it's obvious to me. I think they are the team to beat. Josh Allen's just on another level. That win was howling mm-hmm. up there in Buffalo, and he just threw one against it. It's just on just. It's a fucking dime. They can throw it right through there. For 60, wow. 90 yards. I mean, come on. I mean, this guy is just on another level right now. I got to take Buffalo. They're going to be looking for some payback. 
They want to prove they're the top dogs, and it's going to – man, I can't wait to watch yeah, this Yeah, I mean, game. My, uh, Don, this game is big for the end of the year. Like, some of these teams probably are the favorites to meet in the AFC Championship yep. game. Who's going to be hosting that game? It could come back to this game. So this is a actually a humongous game later in the year. He's got to think these are two favorites to come out of the AFC. And they played each other the last couple of years. It's been amazing. Bills and Chiefs, what do you think, Don? I'll get right to it. I'm going to say Chiefs. I think that's, again, just as much as – Allen is on another level. Mahomes is right there. I mean, he just seems to find a way to to just win and win and just do things. I mean, he's he's something else, you know. But it may come down to if Book is Booker Harrison is he playing this week? Do you know anything about that? Because they got that rookie. Great point. Yeah, that rookie in there. I mean, he did good. Don't get me wrong. He you know he came through and he needed to. But in a game. On prime time, the biggest game of the week, maybe. You want Buck- um, Buckner for sure in there if he's available. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that, but he's he is the kicker's important. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Um, me, you know, this game is. I mean, it's as much of a toss up you can have. I think these two best teams in the league right now. I'm not a big fan of Kansas City. I just don't love them, but I do like the Bills a lot. I think the Bills are the more talented team, person to person. And I like all their stuff. The Chiefs have a little advantage in coaching because Andy Reid's one of the best uh, of all time in coaching. But I think home field is the difference here. I just like Kansas City at home. I think they'll uh, they'll win it by three or seven. I think it'll come down to the last possession probably. And I think Mahomes will probably lead them right down the field when they need them to. And they'll win that game right there. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, so that's a huge one. And then you go to the night game Sunday night, and that's the – one Donnie's been waiting for. We'll give him the last word on this one. But we got Cowboys four one surprising everybody. Old Cooper Rush Cooper. keeps that train moving. But most impressive is their defense. And Micah Parsons at this point is basically cannot be blocked. It seems like he's in there every play. He's like a, on the TJ Watt JJ. Or I'm sorry, TJ Watt um, Aaron Donald level where he's just in the backfield every play. There's nothing you can even do to stop it. Um, I think Cowboys at Eagles. Eagles five and zero. The lone unbeaten, and I mean they play good. They're just playing good football, man. I mean, good complimentary football. They're running the ball well. Jalen Hurts, great. It's been the the progression for Jalen Hurts is no small feat. I mean, it's unbelievable the steps he's taken from one year and that last year to this year. How good he's become as a complete quarterback. I think the Eagles team is just a lot more talented than Dallas is, to be honest. And while I think the Eagles are due to lose a game, I don't think it's going to be this one. I think this one where Cooper rushes, the level between Hurts and Rush will show up here in this game. And I think the Eagles get this one uh, at home. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is the end of the Cooper rush uh, for the division. It stops right here in Philadelphia. I mean, yeah. you can't undersell that. It's going to, you know, it's yeah. going to be a wild, it's going to be a fired up game Sunday night. Been waiting all day for Sunday night. I don't know you guys, but I've been waiting all day for Sunday night every week. So <laughs> it's always a big game for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a good one. Yep. I'm going to take the birds. Donnie, you're, you're birds. You're the big Eagles fan here. What? Your arch nemesis Cowboys come to town. What do you think, brother? Well, as much as you know, get right to it again, I'm going to take the Eagles. But you talk about the Cowboys' defense. The Eagles' defense yep. is right there. That Very surprising. And I would not have told you coming into the season that the Eagles' defense would be doing what they're doing. As much as Parsons is getting in there, Hassan Reddick is playing lights-out football right now in the other defensive side. And it's, yeah. and it's not known. Like, people don't – you know, he's not out there because he's not Michael Parsons. But at the same time, 
he's just playing good football. Defensive player of the month in the NFC. Am I, is that right? But, mad, made, maybe I didn't see that stat. He is now. Mikey stat snakes. <laughs> we'll get it out there. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I mean, sorry, the Eagles here. And yeah, I think it's just the end for Cooper. I, I mean, I can't believe Cooper's got him to where he's got him, Matt. But no, I mean, you got to give him, you got to hand it to him. I mean, he's been doing a good job of leading that offense. And if, I mean, I won't, I'm not going to say that he's, he's obviously not Dak, but the first year Dak, when he was a rookie and he got the, the job, this is kind of how he was playing that year. Same with Russell Wilson. They're just playing, managing the game, complimentary football, run for a couple first here and there, make the first downs. And with a good enough defense, you can win like that. I mean, it's been proven. Dilfer, you know, the, the Seahawks, Russ, young Russ, when he wasn't really the factor that he was. The defense has carried those teams to championships, and it can happen. So if this Eagles defense is as good as it's looked, you know, a quarterback like Rush sometimes is perfect for them. You know, otherwise they get more – they're more apt to open it up when you don't really even need to necessarily when you have a star quarterback like Dak in there. So this could help them in some ways, but I don't think it's going to help them. could be game. very low scoring, though. Yeah, because I don't know. The, the Eagles' offense is really good. I think. Like, I mean, I love AJ Devontae Goddard that trio, unbelievable. And then Sanders has looked great, like rejuvenated in there. You know, they have a couple of guys game well that they just mix in and make plays. I like that offense a lot. The Hurts has been unbelievable. I've already texted the Funkhouse boys to give them my mea culpa because I've made a mockery out of them for having them ranked the fourth quarterback coming into this year in their fantasy rankings. I said that it's a joke. I didn't. I said there's no way he's the fourth best quarterback, and I was wrong. He's really good. He's been unbelievably good, and I already texted my apologies. They've forgiven me. They said I'm off the hook. It's okay. We all make mistakes, um, and yeah, it's just a learning. It's a it's a uh, teachable moment. I think is what we call it yeah. around here. Yeah. And Chase, you graduates. Yeah. Well, Chase, you graduate. <laughs> Uh, Monday night we have for the fourth consecutive week in wow. primetime. Wow. The Denver Broncos and yes. a shell of Russell Wilson <laughs> and a wow. man that's never watched a football game before as the head coach heading in to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers led by a man that has no idea how to win a game at the end of a game. But he lucked into one this week because the Browns fucked it up and missed the field goal. Brandon Staley goes for on fourth and two and one of the most ridiculous play calls. You'll ever see in a football game driven by quote unquote analytics, I guess. I don't think that's right. I don't believe it. I think it's analytics are going the way of the weather, Mike. Yeah, they they're, not, they're not real. Wow. I can agree with you on that. Broncos, Chargers, at least maybe the Chargers will add a little life to a Broncos game. They'll, I'm assuming they'll get in the end zone, unlike the last primetime game the Broncos were in. I'm going to take the Chargers here, yeah. and uh, I hope they drop 50 points on the Broncos. <laughs> Is this enjoyable for you? No, I like Russ, man. I feel I honestly, and I like the Broncos coming into the year, but they're so gross now. It's just driving me nuts. I can't. I mean, I can't even watch. They're unwatchable. He looks so bad, mm. and it's it's honestly sad. I love Russ, but it's huh. yeah. I think it's a little early to hit the panic button. He'll there be yet. Ba- he'll be better. Don't yeah. worry. Don't. No, they're don't two and wrong. three. It's not Russ like they're is gonna be, five. Russ is going to be yeah. fine. Russ is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league for a couple, few more years. He is. He's still going to be that. But it, it hasn't looked good yet. It's the intrigue. The coaching was the mistake, I think. The coaching hire yeah. was clearly a mistake, and I think that's going to probably end at the end of the season, and Russ will have another new coach. Have they gotten worse since uh, they hired that guy to like basically – 
coached the team. <laughs> they, yeah, they have. They actually have made more terrible decisions since then. So I'm yeah, I'm taking the Chargers. What do you guys think? What do you got, uh, Don? What do you got? You got a coin? Yeah, that's about where I'm going right here. Yeah. I mean. I, I think I'm going to go bounce back Russ. Why not? Right. You know, I think he, everyone's making fun of him hey, right now. He, he's in the meme with, you know, dude staring him down. Ingr- or Ingram, is that what it was? Yeah. Staring him down with his blank stare in his face, you know. So I think he sees that. He's going to be motivated. Um, I don't <laughs> think it's just uh, Seattle and Pete Carroll, right? Did they make yeah. Russell Wilson? No. I don't know. No, I think right. I, I, my, my, my personal armchair – expert opinion of this is you know when he was when Russ was younger obviously he's athletic he was first of all a game manager then as he became a star he could run around and do all kinds of plays outside of the pocket but he's also a very smart guy and he knew the last couple of years he could tell he's losing a step losing a step each year he's losing a step and so he's a he's, shortstop he's been in the process second baseman uh, in the process a step of starting to uh yeah get to where he has to be a pocket passer if he wants to survive in this league. He has to be a pocket passer. So I think he's tra- – I'm stealing this from a guy on NFL Network, but he said, and I, th- I think it's the truth, like he he's uh, moving into the trying to be a Drew Brees type and not run out of the pocket. So he's doing that to, uh, to an overkill point where he won't even run when he could run. And, you know, not that he has to run a lot, but even – the you know even the Brady's veteran guys when you have to run you have to run especially when it's the moment and he's like seems reluctant to even do that I think that's gonna all balance itself out at some point he's still a good throw of the ball they have good weapons um, I think the season will turn around but I don't think it's gonna start Monday yeah I agree with that I'm taking the Chargers um, I, questionable coaching like you said again well, uh, both sides of the ball here. I would have fired if I owned the Chargers I probably would have fired Stanley last year because yeah. he did it ten times. I, but if he was back this year, if he did that yeah, yeah. Sunday, I would have fired him Sunday something, night. I some, hate it so much. Something crazy is going to happen in this game with, with coaching that's going to lead to the outcome. You know, um, Both these coaches I'm might just, just mess up every possession. Who knows? Until pro- zero, zero. Time. Yeah, until proven otherwise, I can't in confidence take the Broncos here. If they get wiped out, there's got to be some maybe serious questions there about the coaching if it looks particularly bad. Yeah, I agree. There's it's not good. I have sure. faith, but man, it's it's uh they certainly expected better than this. They've lost some players to injury. Yeah. Um certainly, but uh, you know, what team hasn't at this point in the season? The Chargers also impacted by injury. I don't know if Keenan Allen will be coming back in this game or not. They could use uh, the playmakers healthy there, but they finally got some things rolling on the ground. Uh, so I'm going to take the Chargers too. Yeah, and that's it. That's the weekend picks. Um, one note I wanted to give here before we got out of here for sure is our boy John John the Jobber has officially been released from the hospital and he is home um, recovering now. So that's a fantastic step. Obviously, we're all super excited about that. Um, you know, he's. Still on the men, not we I haven't seen him in person or anything. I think I'm I'm sure he'll probably take visitors here relatively soon. But nonetheless, the great thing is he's finally out of ICU, out of trauma. He's home. He'll be heavily rehab, I'm sure, at this point with his leg and all his other injuries. But first step's the best step, man. John John's back home, yeah. So it's good news. And then other than that, I mean, you know, that's about it. We'll have the fun cows coming up this week as well. This this here pod will probably be out Thursday. Mikey gets it out. Uh, Funk House on Friday. You can check us out at LRC Pod on Twitter, Living Room Champs on Facebook, and on Instagram and wherever you want to look for us. Um, whatever you do, 
Just listen to our podcast. Thank you. And have a good day. Living Room Champs are out.